Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart. Together, we will explore the many aspects of the female menstrual cycle and weave into the conversation aspects of the full and new moon phases that impact on our emotional and physical body. There is an ancient calling in all of us to lift our heads and acknowledge the moon. Come with us as we explore ways to anchor ourselves in her energies, bring stability to our own cycles, and learn to make the most of each week by learning what hormones govern our days. I am so grateful you are here. Welcome back, listeners, and welcome and hello to my beautiful co-anchor, Kerry Hurrigan. Sue, how wonderful to see you. And I mean that genuinely. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, I do. I've been so excited just to just to see you because I love these two star signs and I also love you said there's something special happening as well. So I am yes. really keen to listen to that special podcast mm-hmm. that we're going to be recording today as well. Monumental. I shall just briefly mention it in this particular podcast. This is also part of what we're leading to. So it's remarkable to Great. say the very least. Great. Well, we're talking today about the new moon in Sagittarius. So, Kerry, it's all yours. Okay. So, yes, we're having a new moon in Sagittarius on the 14th or 15th of December. That just depends what hemisphere you are in the world. And that will be happening at 23 degrees and six minutes of Sagittarius. We also have a solar eclipse also happening at 23 degrees of Sagittarius. And just a brief word about solar eclipses. This is happening when the moon briefly blocks the sun's light and puts us into a brave and bold new beginning to a future we have never imagined before. We are on the cusp of the age of Aquarius and this is being talked about all over the place on the internet uh, with astrologers. More on that a little bit later. This solar eclipse is part of our birthing a new age for our planet and all who dwell here, along with the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius that is happening on the 21st of December. That's what the special podcast will be about. This conjunction, they will both be at zero degrees of Aquarius, and this will mark the beginning of a 20-year cycle, but also a 200-year cycle in the element of air. And this is air represents the mental, the intellect, thoughts, ideas, and concepts and I'll be going into more detail in that, our special uh, podcast about that. Now, we also have a retrograding planet, which is Uranus in Taurus, and I, we have had lots of retrogrades during the year, as you may recall, but we only have one currently. And the retrograde motion, it looks like the planet stops and moves backwards when this is just an optical illusion. It's actually that we've caught up or it's caught up to us and it's, just like seeing a, a car when we're in traffic and it looks like the wheels are going backwards when it's they're in the next lane when it's not in fact we're both moving forward but that's the optical illusion the retrogrades can be disruptive and it just means there's a slowing down for us to look at things objectively goodness knows this year we need to look at lots of things objectively and we get some distance to things that may be too close to see from a different perspective and because uranus is one of the outer planets it's lots slower in its movements so what it does mean is just so people get a a bit 
clearer idea of this. Uranus in astrology, it represents change. Now, this can be radical and sudden, it's unconventional, and it's liberation. Taurus, the sign of Taurus, is basically about land, money, and food. Together, these suggest radical changes and instability to the financial system, property, land movements, including uh, the areas of agriculture and natural resources. So for your sake, you, if you look at where these things are happening in your own life, you can see what areas are affected. And you can get a free birth chart from numerous websites. I actually like astro.com. And you can see where these events are happening in your own chart and what areas of life they are transiting. So there's also a link to what retrograding planets are. So that brings us to the moon. The moon is our internal world of emotions and it describes our feeling nature. It is our instinctive emotional reactions and responses to what makes us feel comfortable and safe, providing it is not hindered by too many aspects or even by extreme conditioning of one's culture that impedes upon it. I say this every time, Sue, I cannot stress it enough that emotional security can only come from within. When we put our security in things or people outside of us and they leave or they're taken away, we go into a life crisis. That's why it must start from within. There's also, I thought I'd put an extra bit in uh, this time, it's when you look at the moon, it's to know thyself. And this is carved at the Temple of Apollo in Delphi and it goes right back to ancient Egypt. So astrology is the tool to know yourself. The moon known for its for representing nurturing and what nurturing means to us and how we nurture others. Representing the energy of the mother or the most nurturing adult, the home, our main emotional needs, our special place of safety, security, and retreat. It relates to what fulfills us on a daily basis and represents how we see ourselves. In other words, it's our ego or self-image. So interestingly, if you look where your natal moon is placed at the time of your birth, you will do things on a daily basis. So your moon is in Libra. Uh, There'll be something you will do on a daily basis where you may try to seek out balance. When things get out of kilter, you will seek something to find that place of uh, calm it also will tell you how you were nurtured as a child and uh, how you uh, how you as I mentioned before how you nurture others it is reflective intuitive and sensitive and it rules the breast stomach which is the seat of our emotions and the female hormones the distortion of the moon, like everything there is, you bring in the law of polarity, which is a natural law. So there's always the two sides to everything. So with the moon, it can be overly sensitive, emotionally self-indulgent, irrational and moody. The phase with the new moon is just as it says, it is just the beginning of a new cycle. And this is where you set your intention. And this particular new moon and you have the solar eclipse, which is when you think of it astronomically, they are both together. So it's the beginning of a new phase, the beginning of a new cycle. The solar eclipse is also the beginning of a new cycle. And the events of the 21st of December are also the beginning of a new cycle. So this is a huge time. And I am really looking forward to our special podcast um, later. 
Sagittarius is a mutable fire sign ruled by Jupiter, representing the thighs, legs and muscles in the body. Sagittarius expresses its energy outwards with desires of adventure, freedom and exploration. Constantly wanting to explore far horizons in education, truth, travel or solutions. Highly energetic and optimistic, it approaches life with great enthusiasm. Sagittarius has a drive for expansion to stretch its mind and heart as far as it can with fire continually fueling infinite optimism and inspiration. It is very expansive as it's ruled by Jupiter with a love of nature and open spaces. Sagittarius is carefree and fun to be around, never a dull moment. It is very outgoing and philosophical, always looking for the higher meaning and truth. Sagittarius is always learning, forever the student, seeking our interconnectedness with the universe. It can take on the role of a teacher as the student becomes the teacher. It is incredibly inspiring with ideas and concepts, big-hearted and generous, instilling great optimism in others. It has a wide range of interests with an unquenchable appetite for learning, loving to find the deeper meaning in things. Sagittarian natives often have strong belief systems and a tendency to want to convince and convert others. Known for its sense of fun and wit, comedians usually have, a, have strong Sagittarian energy. Distortion of Sagittarius. Now, if somebody lives with a Sagittarian native or somebody with a Sagittarian moon, if they know if their rising sign is Sagittarius, the ninth house is very uh, activated, you may hear certain things or you are a Sagittarian um, native yourself. So the distortion of Sagittarius, they don't hold back in telling you how it is and it can be somewhat irresponsible with blunt honesty that can be brutal at times resulting in the hurt to others. Sagittarius has an tendency to be excessive. Words like overdo, overindulge, overspend, overwork, overwhelm, overeat and extravagance all apply. There is a self-righteousness and arrogance because of the tendency to make assumptions. They can be reckless and narrow-minded, opinionated about something they actually have very little or no knowledge about. The phrase that comes to mind is know-it-alls and are prone to exaggerate, embellish and lie. Okay, so moving on to putting these things both together, Sue, the new moon in Sagittarius, see what houses this is happening in your chart at 23 degrees and 6 minutes, or just 23 degrees and 6 minutes may not make that much of a difference, and what area of your life will be affected. And remember, we also have the sun in Sagittarius as well, both expressive energy together with the new moon. So that new phase is energy going outwards and all this is energy moving forward. It's going out there. Check if you have other planets in the same house as the new moon and if you have other planets at 23 degrees because they all will also will be triggered. So for example, if it's falling in your second house, this may be a new phase in taking steps to have a nest egg for emotional security with the freedom to make your own choices. In the 11th house, it's possibly new ways in communication to your community. In, if it's happening in the sixth house, this could mean new ways to address your health 
and tuning into your feelings. Sagittarius is a mutable sign, therefore there can be difficulty in keeping focused on your goal. So that takes me to the end of my little bit for the podcast. As I understand, Sagittarius medically rules the sciatica. Mm -hmm. If you're in your week one of your cycle, then this information is for you. If you suffer from hip and leg pain before, during and after your moon time or your menses or your period, you might like to look at the health of your sciatica. So typically women present with pain in the hip and the buttock radiating in the leg and the foot that has its onset few days before menstruation and becomes progressively more severe, subsiding two or three days to two weeks after cessation of menstruation. Hence the term cyclical sciatica. I used to get a terrible pain in my lower back and legs. Mm. Oh. As time goes on, the duration of sciatic discomfort may increase until it is constantly present with excruciating exacerbation during menzies. And that comes from a, a resource called Yeomans, and there'll be a link in the show notes. So if you suffer from sciatica during this time, there are some home remedies for your relief. So yoga stretches, even if you don't do yoga, just Google a couple of yoga stretches for sciatica. It's tremendous, really tremendous. Hot and cold packs, which is really good. The old hot water bottle. Yeah. Now, I did mention before about a natural aspirin from the tea of the willow bark. Oh. Yeah, it's got a natural aspirin quality to it. All these remedies helps reduce the inflammation and pain as it enters into the bloodstream. One thing to consider is to get your symptoms checked by a health professional as there may be underlining causes for the continued monthly sciatica pain. And one of the reasons could be endometriosis. Mm, really? Yeah. So if, if you suffer a lot, just don't put up with it. Yeah, yeah. Do you have anything to add to week one? I thought it was an ideal time to check in with your health and be truthful with yourself. Find new ways to address any health issues that include exercise in your routines to use your muscles. Exercise is an excellent way to meditate as well. That's what I used to find when I used to do running. And now I do swimming. I find that you just go into a little zone, you know. It strengthens your immune system and gives your stress a channel to be released. That's what my thoughts were. Yeah, that's about important. That. Yeah. Mm. Now with week two, traditionally this week you should see yourself soaring like an eagle, <laughs> untethered for the world to see. Yeah. It's a little throwback to my um, poem back in Scorp uh, Scorpio. <laughs> so, however, this year has been a mighty challenge for all of us and we have felt the razor of our wings clipped, masks strapped and the stress levels really high. The global pandemic has no doubt changed our lives in so many ways, yet one thing remains – the cyclical nature of your cycle is here to help you and this week truly is your week to step out and do the next right thing for your body, mind and spirit. So if you are in week two during this new moon phase, decide to action any unfinished projects. Use the power of your estrogen and exercise. Go for a walk and take a yoga class. You'll also be in a better mind to make the decisions that you've been putting off for this year. Please remember that at the end of the week, around day 14, you will ovulate. Well, you may not ovulate, and that's a whole different story, but mm. 
traditionally you should be ovulating at around day 14, leading to the release of progesterone and the decline in estrogen. So read the signs of your body during the transition and be kind to yourself. The dip of estrogen and the rise of progesterone catches a lot of women off guard. And I have just been researching a lot Mm. about this two-day dip that women experience. And when you are aware of this dip, Mm. you are so totally in control and you really take your power back during that time. Well, you know, you have forewarning then, Mm. don't you? I've thought too in this week, because this week you're firing along, it's important to find those things that make you feel good. And I too have been doing some research and I found a doctor on YouTube. Her name is Dr. Mindy Pels, P-E-L-Z, and I'll um, put a link in the notes for people. But she talks about, you've said, she talks about estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. She also brings in oxytocin, cortisol and insulin. Oh, you sent me the video on her. Yes, I did. Fabulous. I have read her. I've listened to her videos. She's dynamic. She is incredible. Dynamic. And I learned a lot, a mm. lot from her. This week, I thought it was really important to be grateful, to appreciate, because when you mentioned stress, mm. the, one of the worst things for your health is, is stress. Things like hugging someone or being hugged, being cuddled, it lifts oxytocin levels, which is crucial to our health and well-being. I can't believe you just said that because I've just written the first three lessons in the free ebook um, that for the finance book that we're doing. Oh, really? And the first one is about um, gratitude, and the reason why we have gratitude because not only is it oxytocin, Kerry, my darling mm, friend. Yeah. There is dopamine release. You know, like dopamine. What's... Dopamine is the the feel good hormone that mm. makes you happy. Serotonin release. Yes, she mentions. So, yes. Yes. So there's so much goodness just in the feeling of gratitude and gratitude is just being thankful for something, someone. Mm. To be thankful for something, to show gratitude. Mm. There's this feeling. So you know the difference between going, thank you, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> or like, wow, thank, thank you. you. And you have that feeling. So mm. amplify that feeling and really show the love, you know. Well, good pickup. I love that. I believe I've released a lot of oxytocin just before we started the podcast because you gave me a Christmas <gasps> present. Oh, <laughs> it's beautiful. I'm going to take a picture. Oh. It's abs- I just absolutely Put love it. On it. It's handmade page. and it's. Yes. Mm. Oh, it's so wonderful. And I just wanted to add, um, when I my doctor calls the TV the lobotomy box, mm. so turn it off. Yeah. And look at the abundance around you, and your your create you you start to find um, you, the restrictions go away, and your creativity starts to kick in, and mm. you 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 start to feel a lot calmer. Mm. But the um, the TV. Truly. Is. Darling, I, I just love you so much. Do you know, <laughs> like the words, the box, the TV, dear <laughs> listeners, we know that that is such an ancient um, saying. Yeah. Um, and I know that the words would be used now is live stream on your phone. You're, you know, you're looking because people oh. just look at their phone. Um, so for those of you who don't know the yeah. reference, the box is the TV. Yeah. And the TV is a TV. Um, of course. Not, not a screen. Not, yeah, I know it's so funny. <laughs> but 
what you're absolutely right because yeah. I've identified that I have um, an addiction and that addiction is Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that Netflix is bad, but live streaming, um, you know, I've also got Stan and I've also got Apple, Apple TV. Right. I've got all of them. Um, but my tendency is that after I finish work, I mean, I'm a bookkeeper by trade. I have a practice for bookkeeping. At five o'clock or six o'clock, I'd go, oh, I'm done. I'm physically exhausted, men- mentally exhausted. I'd go and sit myself in front of the TV, put something on, have my dinner. And I've just acknowledged that I have a, an addiction to that. And it's really zapping a lot of creativity, a lot of time passion yeah of towards myself a lot of time so now what i do is i don't watch tv the box mm-hmm. netflix during the week i save up all my juicy episodes and i go right i'm going to have a beautiful saturday now yes. watching three hours or four hours of tv yes and that allows me over night time to have a salt bath which is a real cleansing thing to do. Mm. Thank you, Gabby Bernstein. It allows me to work on my projects, the finance course that I want to get out next year. It helps me to do my artwork. You know, there's just so much more creativity when you're not mm. on the box. So thank you. That's the reminder. Right. Let's just talk about week three. So, dear listener, if you are in week three of your cycle in this new moon phase, then this message is for you. Progesterone, progesterone, progesterone is the dominant hormone during this phase. And the idea is to maintain high levels of progesterone until day 28 when your body acknowledges that you're not pregnant and so it's to start again and then the shedding of your lining. If progesterone drops away after day 21, PMS may occur and an earlier period might come as well. But I can guarantee you if your progesterone drops after 21, which is the peak of progesterone, PMS will surely follow. So yoga masters teach us that we hold deep, hidden emotions in our hips. Really? Yes. So the yoga move is called pigeon pose. And it's the perfect pose to release tension and maintain hip flexibility because it stretches both the hip rotators, buttocks area and the hip flexors. And I'm talking about this because... Sagittarius is a medical ruler of the hips. Correct. So the muscles that run along the front thighs and the pelvis, that's the hip flexors. It will bring to the surface any deep, hidden, emotional issues your higher self wants to deal with. And so let it come. So progesterone is the perfect hormone to allow this because progesterone is a warm, calming, sedating hormone, and it will enfold you beautifully if you allow it. If you're going to cry, cry with progesterone because that's going to really release a lot of tension. Don't hold back. So this particular pigeon pose is also a hip opener. It helps with your sciatica, uh, Mm. but it helps with that emotional state. And yeah, week three is all about that. It's all about letting go and helping you to have less stress because cortisol and adrenaline affect progesterone in ways that you would not believe. Mm. We shouldn't be having PMS, Kerry. We should not be having severe PMS in our life. Is that right? That's, because of the, the conditions that we live in? I think so. I mm. think so. I think that if you talk to women who don't have PMS, I'd be interested to see what their life is like. Okay. So I'm just wondering, I just had a thought when you were saying that you hold stress in your hips emotional stress that it gets like blocked there is that what you mean i think so i think that's probably what they mean but you hold emotions from your childhood emotions Mm. from 20 years ago they are held 
are in the hips. So when you're opening up your hips, you can release it, you know, release emotion. So sometimes when I do a pigeon pose, I just cry unexpectedly. There'll be a video of the pigeon pose on the Facebook page. Right. Mm. Uh, Okay, so uh, for week three, what I had was inspiration to new experience to broaden your horizons while cultivating a more optimistic outlook on life. And this is what Mm. Sagittarius does. Mm. And we can be in the midst of hell, especially if we have that that unexpected two-day dip that can just knock the wind right out of your sail. But as you said before, when you're aware of it, you can think, oh, oh, okay, oh, that's right. This must be this two-day dip or this dip that I have during the month. A great week to exercise and start a health routine, Sue. And if I could say maybe be in the company of a horse. Now, I have just recently had a compulsion to be where horses are because I grew up with them as a kid. In fact, I used to like to smell. Well, I love to smell like a horse. (laughs) And my mother would come, when I'd come to the dinner table, she'd say, you've been down those stables again, haven't you? I go, no, I haven't. She'd go, you smell like a horse. And I'd think, oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I've just recently got in touch with a organisation up at the bay who rehome horses, but they take care of ill-treated and traumatised horses. Oh, and uh, I got word from them that I can go up and volunteer and just... I'll come with you. Will you? Yes. <gasps> Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Well, there was another um, uh, couple of other things I wanted to mention. Consider taking on the role of mentoring someone when you get to our age and as if you're older doesn't matter if you're 20 and you've got a 15 year old sister or something if you're a bit older and you can take on the role of being a mentor or getting a mentor and I think that's a bit what we think of ourselves because we don't have Mm. our own children Mm. so we think of this as parting with all our knowledge Mm. and all sorts Mm. of things to to younger people and if you get a dose of the doldrums watch a funny movie and laugh. Laugh does wonders for your it health. Does, yeah. And there is a couple of movies I'd like to mention. Some of Identity Theft. I love that. Ace yeah. Ventura. Oh, I yeah. love that. <laughs> I just crack up laughing at Jim Carrey, Liar Liar, and Guardians of the Galaxy is another one of my favourites. They all crack me up. Mm. But that's a good idea to actually keep that in mind for the next week or the week to come as well. Yeah, lovely. Thank you, Kerry. It's wonderful. It's okay. So week four, my dear listeners, if you're experiencing week four of your cycle in this new moon, then this is for you. Sagittarius, also carry, I understand, rules the liver. Yes. Mm. And one area that is being insidiously overlooked in our society, especially in the West, I imagine, or actually, no, not even in the West, in the world, is the alcohol consumption oh. of the world during the COVID time. Toilet paper and alcohol were two most biggest <laughs> commodities <laughs> that were being sold. And the alcohol outlets were considered, especially here in Australia, essential services. I beg your pardon? Yeah. <laughs> essential services. So alcohol shops, you know, like bottle the bottle, bottle O's, they were considered essential services. I know. Really? I know. I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's crazy. So this is what I wanted to talk about, especially coming up into the festive season as well. If your progesterone drops away after day 21, and you know it, because if you get really bad PMS and really PMDD for about a week, 
What's PMDD? Oh, it's the same as PMS, but mm. a lot severer, mm. a lot severer. Okay. Um, so when these symptoms arise, I would encourage you not to use alcohol as a way of pacifying the mind or the body. Mm. Serious. Just mm. stop it. Okay, because alcohol is an agitator. You might think it relaxes you, but it's not a relaxant. It agitates you. It causes depression the next day, especially wine. It boosts your sugar levels up and then you drop rapidly. So even if it's this week, just watch alcohol consumption, please. Mm. It's just crazy. Instead, you can drink clean room temperature water with a little bit of lemon. I know you probably think, oh, I don't want to do that. But do something else in conjunction with it. It's only for a week. Tell your mind it's only for a week or it's only for three days. Or a day, whatever you can do. Mm. So this will help lower stress levels, seriously. It'll give your liver a rest and bring much needed hydration to your body. From my understanding, if it's a new moon in Sagittarius and the energy of Sagittarius is emanating, mm. then would that not be best to concentrate on the liver in this instance? Um, and that's why I thought I'd bring it up at this mm. point because because the liver function looks after the hair and the skin. It's Everything. a detoxifier. It's a filter, isn't it? It's our filter system. So mm. if you've ever had water at home and your filter's just a little bit off, you can't drink the water. It's mm. almost like poison. It's disgusting. So it takes out the heavy metals. It takes out all the toxins. So please consider looking after your liver. You are so worth the effort to stop overindulging with alcohol. So after... All it is a poisonous substance. Alcohol is a poisonous substance, highly taxed by all governments. So the only moderator of this is in your life is you. So the government's not going to moderate it for you. Your friends aren't going to moderate it for you. So you have to be your own moderator. And if you can't, then I would encourage you to get help, seek counsel, perhaps talk to somebody, a confidant about an issue that you have. So this new moon is all about new beginnings, a new start. You're going to let go of the alcohol for a little, a little time. You're going to get your PMS under control. And that is my wish for you. Yes, The Karen. liver mm. is where we hold on to anger. The other thing was um, I totally agree with you. The worst thing about the alcohol too is if you're not having good experiences or you've got issues with people, it magnifies that. So things mm. get very distorted. Mm. Um, and every, anything's okay in moderation. You don't have, you know, you just don't go overboard. But the worst thing to do as well as that is smoking. Oh, yes. So just back, going back to the alcohol, it will magnify the anger, the stress, the frustration, the worry, and the new moon and the sun are both in Sagittarius. I mean, Sagittarius energy is very activated on, a, on the negative side. It could be and it could be really affecting you. And Sagittarius, this energy can tend, what we tend to do with this pattern or Sagittarius energy, if you, that's just another term, is it'll go overboard, good and bad. It'll go way overboard. So check in what house Jupiter is in and Saturn in Capricorn, you can have an expansive and constrictive energy together. So this will only exacerbate the energy adding to the stress of this year that we've lived through. Mm. But in regards to your personal health, I mean, I don't know, what, what, do you, what do you say? We were 20 something, we were teenagers and we used to run amok 
you know, but if you can, <laughs> did I listen? No, I didn't listen. And I know that every generation says this, but I really don't think that it was as so stressful as it is now. Oh, no. We didn't have social media to deal with. Yeah. Thank God we didn't have phones because of the things we, didn't have we got phones. up to. Yeah. We still had bullying. Oh, we still yes. had world crisis. We still had parents who were damaged through their childhood. We still mm. have other, we still have issues, but there wasn't the urgency we had sundays we had saturday afternoons and sundays to ourselves yes yes shops closed at 12 o'clock that's right banks weren't open banks over weren't the week open. O- weekend yeah. and stuff we like had no that. internet so. no that's right but yeah this week is a extremely challenging for a lot of women oh kerry thank you so much for coming here today and just sharing all that information it's just wonderful it is wonderful so my friends thank you so much we will be back very soon with a very special podcast and we hope you have a wonderful day yep bye bye everyone thanks for listening